Hello, hello, hello. So here we are again, episode seven. Wow, seven. That's a lucky number. Well, we hope so. So I am Robin, also known on the internet as Inquisitor Archer. This is the podcast for me, myself and 40k. So just a quick intro of the podcast. We talk about 40k stuff, sometimes Warhammer related releases, etc. Also, we talk about things on my mind. So my concept of 40k or things I think about. Sometimes we have people on, like last week with Hazel and her Eldar. And we also have the best part is the quiz with the missus with the most wonderful, beautiful and amazing Amber, who tries to learn 40k through me and the quiz. Thank you for listening. And we'll get to the next part, part one. All right, part one. So normally we cover what's been going on with Warhammer. So, not much really. Yeah, not much really to talk about. I think the only thing, two things I really want to cover this week is two nice models for 40k that have came out recently in the last few weeks or so. So the Orc one with the redoing of the old model, is, is it the 1998 model I think it was for Gorkamorka or it was? So that's uh, Gorzag, uh, Git Stomper and Nicket, his brought little bee friend. And the store anniversary one, I believe, so the, the Necron one. So it's, I think, Cam, Camo Tech the Crooked or something like that. So I've had a look at these two models, and obviously being a previous Orc player, obviously I instantly love the Orc model. And obviously I do think it's a bit strange that he gets a, like a little friend, Nicket, because normally most knobs don't get a, a friend with them. I suppose if you get a knob squad, you do get an Amaron. So... I suppose that's good. But the model itself looks really good. And I hope they continue to do it with the Orc models because obviously I think it's been put out several times before. The plastic Orc models, I mean, I remember when they came out in third edition and it was like, oh, wow, multi, you know, like multi-part Orc models that you can put together and do lots of things with. And that's great. And I've still used them or I've used them in the previously and recently in the eighth edition. And they've not changed on, but the only thing they changed on them was the fact is that in third edition, the shooters came with the handles on them and they had to clip the handles off and then stick them onto the, the hand that had like an already holding handle. <laughs> so that's the only thing they changed was they stuck the shooter straight onto the handle, uh, onto the onto the hand instead. So that's the only change they ever did. Uh, and also they gave them a, a knob upgrade as well, which they didn't have in the original. You had to buy a metal knob upgrade, <laughs> a metal blister for a knob. But that's kind of funny. And if before I anybody mean, doesn't know about Orc are actually being rude, knob in Orcs is noble. And a knob is basically a sergeant or a boss in a orc infantry or orc squad, as it were. So I'm not being rude. Knob is equivalent to noble or boss or sergeant. So yeah, he's pretty cool. I like that he's obviously slugger chopper. Stance on him is good. I, I like how he's got a bit of a beer belly, which I think all orcs really have. I mean, most of them are like slim and like they've got like, look like they've got, you know, like a really slim waist. And obviously they've got like, rock hard abs but i don't think so because they eat all kinds of crap so i think that orcs have a tiny bit of a beer belly on them but the rest of the model looks amazing and i hope that they redo the orcs like that so like muscular and big but like a little dad belly and obviously they but they still allow a good interaction with the model so you can obviously like change her arms change like the head and stuff and it's kind of weapons and still give 
the orc players the opportunity to really do some good conversions because i mean i've converted i've used the, the orc boy kit to convert all kinds of models i've converted to make tank busters uh, mobs i've made them i've got a whole a, a whole squad of 10 orc commandos from the orc boy sprues etc so i also used quite a bit of green stuff to make like commando berets and like like cloaks and things on them and obviously then I just painted them like they were commandos instead, so dark, and they've got like the tattoos on them and stuff, or like black markings on them. Anyway, so yeah, the model, Gorzad, Git Stomper, and Nicket is really, I think it's a really nice model at the end of the day. The second one, Mr. Crooked, or Crooked, as it were, I think Crook is the, is it Kanatech or a Necron dude? And as you can tell, I have, I have very little knowledge of Necrons apart from they're weird. And they're basically Terminators from the actual Terminator movie. So, but this guy, the Crooked, looks pretty pretty good. And taking sort of a leap out of a YouTuber that I watch again. So shout out to Curious TV again. He did quite a good review on it because he said it came out, and then he was like, "Oh, I had to do a review on it." But it's kind of true how what he says. It's it. He looks like an old like an old dirty old man with his leaning on his staff. Or leaning on his like staff as a walking stick and like his hand like his other hand like yeah, can't help myself. He does like a crooked old man and it's kind of good it gives a good emphasis on a Necron character. Because obviously all the Necrons are like, yes, we are robots, beep boop, we kill things. That model is really nice. It would be nice if we had a 360 view of it. However, it, lo it looks a good model and it's an anniversary model. So meh, like the other anniversary models, it's a unique one that you should be able to get eventually or is it for a limited time anniversary models i don't know so he's obviously got his staff and he's crooked and he's over and he looks like he's got loads of dents and things on his armor and scratches and things on his body and stuff and then he's got like little scarabs trying to run around and repair his armor which looks pretty cool like i said i'm not a necron player and obviously i'm going to side with the orc you know the orc side of things because i think orcs are so funny i mean they are funny and that's the thing i don't like about people being orc players they get sort of a little laughed at but sort of like laughed at because they are playing orcs and it's funny and they do weird stuff and they do stupid stuff but i do think in the next edition they should try and make out the orcs are not to be laughed at because they are stomping smashing biting pummeling shooting basically massive green muscle bound well beasts really so yeah that's about it really short part one really so we'll go on to our lucrative sponsor for this week it would be aspiration play runchester the store so we'll go to that and then we'll move on to the next part after that yay right so this week we have another person to talk to and it is dan hello dan oh Hello. So we have Dan with our chat along this week. Um, you are the significant other of Hazel, who joined us two weeks ago. We talked about Elder Withers. So we're going to sort of interrogate you this week and see what you know about 40k and what you like about 40k. Cool. Excellent. I have many words. It's fine. It's fine. The fewer the better, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think the first thing we should say is, well, well, how do you... How do you learn about 40k? As a birthday present from my parents, uh, they took me to Games Day. And this was oh, about, okay. oh yeah, it's about, must have been about 10 years ago now. And as I was wandering around, 
you know, big thing sort of painted in blue, uh, really eye-catching usually, to have a look at what the blue things were, and uh, they were Space Marines. <laughs> oh, okay. I was I was looking at them, and then being sort of 13, 14, it was like, oh, they're cool, big space things, look like men, astronauts, and uh, it was like, oh, okay, well, they're not what I'm here for, what do I care about them? You know? Mm, okay. Sort of two, two, three hours later, who's like walking out of games there with like two boxes of Space Marines, not Dan. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, okay. So that kind of leads to the next question was, I mean, what was your first, because you said that that's what you saw first was the, the poster boys of the Ultramarines, as it were, of the 40K universe, big blue sort of, yeah, Terminator slash looking Space Marine astronaut person. What was your first impression to actually see a Space Marine? I mean, as I said, sort of being 14, it was like, oh, these are, these are awesome. Like, these are uh, such, they're so cool. Yeah, you know, like, oh, big, well, obviously I didn't really know much about them back then, but it's, you know, you, in your brain, it's like, wow, big superhumans with like big shooty guns. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, fair enough. I mean, yeah, I mean, you said like you were 13, 14 and, that's kind of sort of the same year that I, that same year. That's the same sort of age I got into it as well. I was twelve or thirteen, and yeah, I thought probably sort of the same thing. Yeah, they were just big superhumans, and then they had big guns that fired big, massive shells. And so from there, you said you took home two boxes of Space Marines. Yeah. Uh, can I ask? Can I? Can you remember what boxes you had, or were they just like these? Just like they were. I had a set of tactical Marines. Okay. And I think the other one was a box of five assault marines. Oh, okay. If okay. I remember correctly. Tactical marines and assault marines, not things you see much of anymore because you've got the Primaris. Primaris, uh, the, 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 the newborns, as it were. Yeah, with all their new fancy names, intercessors and whatever else they made. Intercessors, yes. Aggressors, interceptors. Incursions, infiltrators, reavers, everything like that. Yeah, I'd say it's yeah a lot different ten years later than just oh these are assault, tactical, and devastator. <laughs> now it's just like as there's like twenty different things, <laughs> they all look the same. And they actually, as you said yourself, as you said, then tactical assault and devastator are all the doctrines that you can use in your space marine armies today. <laughs> Fair enough. So I don't know if you're aware, but obviously now space marines have these things called doctrines where in which which phase you are in or which which, uh, which uh, like things like you know round one round two round three you have to pick the doctor in to be in and it's devastated tactical or, or assault and so as you just said then yeah they're the three main ones and they are still technically they are the, still the three main doctrines of the space marines as it were ah. uh, which is kind of funny I, I i've only just learned about this stuff as well in, in ninth edition i've no clue until recently Anyway, we're not talking about me, we're talking about you. <laughs> so from there, how did your how did your sort of space marine sort of how did it develop from there? Weirdly enough, uh, my my space marines did not develop from there actually, uh, not very quickly anyway. Well, them uh, obviously after I got them home and you know put them together and all that, went to the effort of sort of finding out a bit more about forty k and all this, and. Oh, actually, yeah, no, I did lie. Technically, there was a bit more Space Marines before the next part of the story because um, my local model shop used to sell Game Workshop. I mean, they they don't anymore, unfortunately. So luckily for me, when I started, they did. 
and they had the Assault on Blackreach starter kit. Oh, oh right, okay. So Marines versus Orcs then. Yep, which uh, I still have. Oh, wow. With I'm pretty sure about a third of it is still in the box unmade. Weirdly enough, <laughs> <laughs> I, I literally I put the captain together, the Space Marine captain. I put all the Terminators cool. together. Because they both of them were new to me from you know what I'd previously bought, uh, and then of course, obviously being the starter set, it was all sort of you know pop in place sort of stuff. And I put a few of the the normal Marines together, and I was like, meh. And I was like, oh, what's this big thing over here? I've missed. Is this a, a space marine? I was like, oh, that's a dreadnought. Cool dreadnought. <laughs> so obviously halfway through making some pop in Marines, I was like, oh, actually this thing looks a bit cooler. Put that together. And then I started putting the orcs together, and I don't think I ever put the rest of the space marines together. Oh, <laughs> but I mean, Fair they've they've offered me plenty of uh, plenty of spare pieces. I think I've stolen from that box because they're easy to pull back apart. Yes, true. Yeah, push fit. Yeah. And so I'm guessing that was when they introduced push fit because nowadays it's everything's push fit now. Oh, I know. Um, which I kind of like and dislike. I mean. I can see it being light because they are easier. So obviously you can't miss a joint or you can't like slightly glue it in a place where it's like, oh, that's slightly out of place. So that doesn't fit. But as a advanced, obviously you get a little bit, obviously I'm guessing you're obviously not, you're not an, a novice anymore. You're more of a, an intermediate to a, an expert sort of a hobbyist. Those things kind of become a barrier, isn't it? To building and, and as modeling and crafting as it were. So yeah, I mean, well, obviously, you know about me, but as people listening don't, is for living where I live, I don't actually really know anyone that plays. So the majority of my Warhammer years have been using them to make, to literally just make the models rather than play battles. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so, you know, seeing a lot of, as you say, push fit, you know, it's sort of nice in a way because you, you were talking to Hazel last week and I've just recently got her, got her into Warhammer and all that so it's easier when you're introducing it to new people but then when you are sort of more focused on you know kit bashing or converting or even just wanting to move things a little bit having multi-part kits is a lot easier that aren't you know this goes here that goes there so I, I agree to that but you know if uh, if that's what gw decides to do then that's what they decide to do i guess yeah, I yeah I agree with that too because I I recently put together a a sister of battle the new sister of battle plastic so the multi kit ones. However, they weren't push fit. They were all like you know, separate legs, separate arms, separate heads, and all that. But what I did notice, and I think this is probably where Warhammer are going to go, is they're actually you can only you can only put them together in a certain way, and you can only use certain bits. So, for instance. I noticed one model sister, you either have her as a, a heavy uh, bolter uh, support sister, or she had to be holding a bolt gun in one hand and throwing a grenade in the other one. And they're the only two things you could you could put her as. So I can still see how limiting they are making their sort of miniatures, as it were. So that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's in a way, it's slightly easier for, as you say, getting things out quicker if you want to throw an army together, but... If you want it to be unique, it's, well, as you say, you sort of can't in a way. Because, you know, you used to be able to get two different, like, you know, two different boxes of Space Marines or Sisters of Battle, as you have. And, you know, out of, like, all of them, you could have 20 Space Marines or Sisters and they'd all look different. Whereas now it's, 
they look a bit different, but you can sort of tell that it's the same base. It's, yeah, you can tell it's you know Church. that 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 one is that one. You you maybe in one box you put her as you know, using the one that you just used as an example. You've got you put one with a grenade and a bonter, and the other one with the the heavy bonter. But you can sort of see that the the main bit of it is the same. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, we're not going to slag off uh, GW too much today. <laughs> um, we're talking about space mine. <laughs> so. On the next part, as it were, I have to talk about it because obviously, oh, I've already mentioned it, but obviously recently you helped me with a homebrew chapter, my own homebrew chapter. Oh, yeah. Um, indeed, yes. So the, the Dark Moon Blades, as it were. So I've, I've explained those in the next part, which I'm sure people will be fan, you know, ecstatic for. However, so let's go into it then. So obviously from Space Marines from there. So you said you did some research into Space Marines. So I already know, but how... How about you explain to people out there who are your sort of your go-to chapters and go-to and why do you like them above other other Space Marines, as it were? My go-to chapters of Space Marines, well, as, as I've said to you before, if, if we do a top three, it'd be... I've got a top three, but I can't order them one, two, three. They just sort of float about in there. <laughs> I, I can't choose one over the other as a favourite, unfortunately, but, you know. No worries. The Space Wolves, Dark Angels... And uh, the mm-hmm. Raven Guard. And, Raven Guard. Yeah, they're all, as you know, the, the three of them are very different. Oh, yes, definitely. And all three of them kind of don't like each other. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Dark Angels and Space Wolves definitely don't. I mean, duels between them are kind of obvious signs. They're not the best on the best of terms, but, you know. <laughs> but uh, I'm presuming the Space Wars and Raven Guard aren't too pleased with one another, but I'm guessing the Dark Angels and Raven Guard would be okay. I, I'm presuming. I can't. I can't remember any feuds between Raven Guards and Dark Angels. Yeah, I can't think of any reasons there would be a problem between them. Not off the top of my head, anyway. No, no, neither. Yeah, but they are very different. Those are all, as you said, all three of those are very, very different. Obviously, apart from their mutations and things like that, so obviously the Space Wolves being basically space werewolves, the Dark Angels being secretive to the point of almost to the Inquisition level, and the Raven Guard being the most sneakiest sort of, of them all, you know, they are very they are very, very different chapters. Obviously all three of them are one of the first founding chapters as well. So good choices. <laughs> but for instance, I mean, what pointed them out to you that they were, you know, you thought they were made them unique to you? I mean the the first one being Space Wolves wasn't the the fact that they were unique to me. It's the fact that for real life history I just have a, a lot of Vikings and Space Wolves are basically just space Vikings as well. You know, <laughs> they're based in yeah. Norse mythology. I mean, they they come from Fenris. I mean, you know, Norse mythology, the Fenrir, the son of Loki, very similar names. Yep. <laughs> also with Fenrir being a wolf in the, in mythology, and it sort of all ties in. In a, in a universe that's so advanced and out there in the future, and then you just have these sort of not completely savage but also not amazingly cultural <laughs> people living on an ice world that just like yeah i don't care i want to i want to come back sing my songs of battle drink some ale and then go and wreck some more things it's kind of refreshing 
basically that's what they do and they, they sing they sing tales drink mead and beer and then they piss off and go and fight something big or lots of things and then come back and do the same thing same thing over again yeah yeah but uh basically like vikings yeah <laughs> But I mean, over the years of liking Space Wolves, the the more you look into them, the they're very interesting as a chapter because obviously during the, mm. the Horus Heresy with all the Primarchs, it's Russ that gets sent out to deal with the other Primarchs that are usually sort of you know bordering on chaos. So he, obviously he gets sent mm. out to deal with Magnus, and the Space Wolves are known as the Emperor's executioners. And. Uh, mm-hmm sort of listening to other people's you know opinions on them you sort of tend to notice that they actually have a lot of the qualities of the other chapters ingrained in them Mm. yeah you know being one of the other thing uh, chapters i was talking about being the raven guard they're the best at sneaking you you read Mm -hmm. a lot of space wolf books and that and you you notice how uh how much they like to sneak about a lot as well and uh they're very good at it (laughs) oh right i didn't realize yeah they're they're very if you think of real white sort of real life you know, wolf hunting packs sort of stalking through the wild unseen until they're ready to strike. That's space wolves. But then, as you mentioned, they're space werewolves in a way because of their genetic mutation or defect, as it were, mm. sort of bordering on the same line of blood angels in a way where there's a, a side to them where they can, you know, bring out unknowingly. But I think there's less known about the, the defect of the space wolves because they tend to go into a sort of a coma, basically. Yeah. And then, you know... Yeah, they it's almost like a trance, isn't it? It's almost like a war trance that they just go into and then they just they just fall out of it and like, oh, what happens? Oh, drink, 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 drink. Yeah, but there's a, a few... <laughs> to forget it. ...where they don't come back from it, though, and they stay in the deep sleep. <laughs> I, think, I think they literally call it the red, yeah. the red sleep or something, isn't it? Oh, do they? I don't know. I didn't realise that was a thing. Yeah, it's, it's got a name. I just can't remember off the top of my head. <laughs> But um, okay, no but uh, yeah, and then they're they're also very mostly they're they're pretty good at being resistant to the pull of mm. the warp and chaos and the sort of psychic powers, especially. Mm. Well, obviously, I mean, I'm gonna say I say especially, but it's kind of obvious. So, uh, in the case of Russ, he was very resistant to the psychic powers, and hence why he was against a lot of uh, you know the talks of having psychers in the emperor in the Imperium. And also how he mm. managed so well against Magnus and his psychic powers. Yes, of course, because Magnus the Red being one of the what well, the most potent of the Primarchs of psych- uh, psychic, apart from the Emperor himself. Yeah, so, but, yeah. Uh, as, as as I say, sort of just sort of those sort of th- three things for there. But you you sort of tend to realise there's bits of the other ch- like chapters or Primarchs that are sort of integrated into the Space Wolves, which is why I, I personally mm. think that they were chosen as the Emperor's Executioners, because they're sort of on the same level as every other chapter. I mean, yeah. You know, it's sort of the idea, isn't it? It's, oh, how do you beat a Space Marine? Especially when you look back in the Horus Heresy sort of era with the all 18 of them, and they all got, you know, different strengths. And it's like, oh, how, how can you mm. beat this one? It's like, well, the Space Wolves sort of have a bit of each of them, so it's sort of knowing your enemy in a way. Mm. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It is funny how the Space Wolves are one of the only chapters with no no known sort of like successors who haven't actually fallen to chaos. Uh, oh, sorry, who have fallen to chaos. So all their successes that they've had, I think there's only been a few, but they've all fallen to chaos. Yet they are fine. They are they are okay, and they they keep going. And I think they are they don't have very many successors actually. I don't think successor chapters anyway. No, but, well, as you say, because of the the, the defect in their genes for the. The wolf and blood. 
it's uh, very hard to keep of course, up. Yeah. yeah, of course it is, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and then, as I said, of a pun to, to the Raven Guard then as a, another of my favourites. Yeah, go which, for uh, it. I mean, you know, it's, it's sort of the joke, isn't it, that they're the emo teenagers of the Emperor. <laughs> no, really? <laughs> but, uh, I mean, they are. being able to literally just disappear into the shadow, I mean, what what's cooler than that? I mean, you're a, what, 10 foot tall yeah. being in... Ceramite power armor, and you think to yourself, that's got to be clunking about on the battlefield somewhere, but unseen, unheard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the chapter master, um, Korak Shrik, is it Shrik? Yeah, oh, Sh- the, the current chapter master, yeah, Sorry, yeah, uh, yeah, Kayvan Shrike or Shriek, however you want to say it. I'm not sure how GW wants to pronounce that, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, no, yeah, he was a captain first, and then he was recently. Passed over to the Legionarium, so obviously became Primaris, obviously as they as he has to, and then he became the Chapter Master. But yeah, so you were going on about the other Chapter Master before. Oh, yeah, I was thinking like Primark instead of the Chapter Master. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Corvax. 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 Yeah. I mean, as yeah. a to to be that quiet and unseen and such a large bit of metal, <laughs> it's yeah. very impressive. I've mm. noticed in a lot of Death Watch, obviously, obviously Death Watch on my thing, there are always there are all, there's always a Raven Guard member of a team or a Raven Guard somewhere, and they're obviously they're they're seen as the seek the most sneakiest or the sniper or the one that's just always slinking around in the background sort of thing. And I quite like that that they have the like you say like the the tall dark emo one or the one that doesn't say anything a lot. And you can you can you can definitely tell when the gentleman who wrote 40k and stuff you can definitely tell that it, certain cultures came into it from like the 80s 90s etc sort of thing so you know the 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 dark you know the dark quite mysterious man as it were sort of thing the raven guard as it were so yeah it's, it's they're, they're, I do like the raven guard I particularly like their successor chapter the death specters because they're kind of freaky they've got some freaky shit going on in their chapter I mean, oh, yeah. just the name to begin with, Death Spectres, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> what was wrong with that? Death and Spectres? Well, because I was thinking of Raven Guard, my, my brain sort of went to Death Guard when you started with Death. <laughs> I'm imagining these sort of Space Marines in, like, dark armour, but with, like, scythes for some reason now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, that chapter, yeah, that was, as you know, that chapter symbol is obviously a crossed uh, crossed uh, reaper sides and a skull on top of it so yeah oh, yeah okay yeah. yeah i can yeah i can see that now i remember yeah, that yeah. but um uh, you were saying though that you know uh, a lot of death watch have raven guard but one of my favorite death watch stories i can never remember what it's called but i know that you know of them because i've mentioned this to you before okay but it's yeah uh, is it, is it like Onyx team? I can't, I can't remember. Like, I, can't I, I always remember because it's an Exorcist and a Raven Guard and an Ultramarine and a, I want to say a White Scar, but it's not a White Scar. Something else. I can't remember. But No, it's a Death Spectre. Death Spectre. Yeah, he's a librarian. And also they have a, they have a, a Lamenta Dreadnought as yes, well. Yes, that's them. Because the Lamenta Dreadnought thinks he's the last Lamenta, last Lamenta, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, and he's like, oh no, my chat just completely gone. Oh! Oh, so <laughs> in battle because yeah. he thinks that he's alone. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And they're off, they're off somewhere else, like getting, getting battered by the Minotaurs, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> but uh, yeah, I find that one, especially the, the stories about them that I've read, the Raven Guard in that is such an opposite to what Raven Guards usually are. Because he always wants yeah. to like, stand in he's a poser, isn't he? He's a bit... Or like charging. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, and he, he sounds like he's a poser and he, he likes to show people up or he likes to show his uh, martial skill. 
certainly combat skill. It is strange, actually, yeah, thinking about it now. Uh, you, you probably remember, you can probably remember the story I'm thinking of, but there's one where they infiltrate an orc ship. To, uh, yeah, it's the same one. Yeah. yeah, And there's the bit in that where he's with the uh, the heavy flamer and they're just sort of back to back in a, in a hallway taking on these orcs. Yeah. And it's just him with his like, uh, his lightning cores like, oh, what's that? You're out of Prometheum for your flamer. That's fine. I'll take him. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I'll kill them all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, the flamer dude, he was an Imperial Fist. He was he was yeah. um Imperial Fist. I haven't read that in a while. I might actually go back and read that now that yeah. I'm thinking about it actually. To be fair, obviously I'm still reading the um the omnibus of the Death Watch, but my favorite story has been that story. It's been that was a really good one, that was. I think you are right, it's called the Onyx, yeah, I think. Because they've all got, you know, different like nicknames and that as well. Because I'm pretty sure the Raven Guard's called Ghost. Yeah, he's Ghost, yeah. He's Ghost, yeah. And the, the librarian in charge, Death Spectres, he's um scholar. Yeah. Very oh, fitting yeah. for a yeah. librarian, I guess, to be a scholar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a very good story, yeah. But yeah. Anyway, I think the time's come up for us to end this chat along as oh. it were. So I would like to say thank you. So thank you, Dan, for chatting as much as you could to me and thinking of all your sort of things about Space Marines and your, and your particular chapters that you like most. I hope you enjoyed Talk Along. Yeah, I, as, I, as I've said before, you know me and they don't, but I've, I'm very talkative, as you can tell. I, I think I've done well. <laughs> Can't shut you up when we're playing games together. There we are on the line playing. Jesus Christ. No, I appreciate you taking the time and actually forcing yourself to talk. I appreciate Welcome. it. So I yes. mean I've I've talked to the Dark Angels. <laughs> oh well, well we'll talk to them when they when they finally bring out their chapter, chapter supplement, and then we can talk all about Dark oh, there Angels. Yeah, I can talk to you for another half an hour, but just about them. <laughs> awesome. I mean I, I do like Dark Angels. <laughs> oh anyway. Thank you much for joining us, and uh, we'll move on to the next where we will talk about my homebrew chapter, <laughs> the uh, dark, uh, dark moon gates. Take care. You do. See you now. See Okay, keeping with the theme of Space Marinos, or Space Marines as they're also known, in this part two, I'm just going to really just talk you through something which I recently did, which I have never done, is actually make a homebrew Space Marine chapter, which obviously I briefly went upon on the, in the chat with uh, Dan, as it were. However, I would like to go more into depth with it, really, with you. And if that's what you'd like to hear, then obviously in future episodes, I will include more information about it. If anybody doesn't know already, Space Marines, they have chapters. So, for instance, Ultramarines, Dark Angels, Blood Angels, Space Wolves, I could carry on, Black Templars, Hawk Lords, etc. You know, you get the drift. And so these are like the regiments or equivalent regiments to our sort of current forces of the military. And some specialize in certain things like Salamanders, Flame, Blood Angels, Assault Squads and stuff like that, Assaults, Space Wars and Close Combat, Ultramarines in sort of like bolter drills and Falling Back, for instance. So they're great, they're great at retreating and Dark Angels at their bolter drills. And obviously homebrew chapters have been going on since, well, since I think 40k started and people making their own sort of homebrew chapters up and certain particular things which they have or unique things they have. And even some homebrew chapters have actually become actual canon chapters, I believe, which are great. This has been quite a... It's been fun to do, I guess. That's probably the first thing to do. Fun to do, as it were. And I don't think I'm going to have my homebrew chapter you know, make any great things or become a canon chapter. It'd be nice. Where do we start? So making a homebrew chapter was, obviously I looked at several things on the internet and obviously read things. 
about how to make them and getting ideas from people and other people have made them and stuff like that. And looking at other homebrew chapters as well. So I know that I think 40k Theories has a on YouTube. So 40k Theories has a channel where they would do a homebrew of the week. And I recently listened to the last one, which was the Molten Fist, which sounded pretty cool. Moving on from that, so what is the name of my homebrew chapter? So obviously we've got all the usual ones, or people use different names, like knights and fists and, I don't know, dragons and stuff like that. Mine's a little bit different, and I got actually help from Dan, actually, as he said himself. They are called the Dark Moon Blades. So the Dark Moon Blades are like an unknown chapter, as it were. And the founding, because every chapter has a founding when they were founded. Otherwise, when the Lords of Terror say, oh, we need more Space Marines, make some more. So, for instance, the last founding was recently. And that was the Ultima founding of the Primaris Marines. So this one would be in the Dark founding, or otherwise the 13th founding. Not many things are known, or they don't know how many chapters were founded. And so they're kind of like, mm -hmm. I was going to put it in a 21st founding and make them have like a, a curse or something, but I thought, nah, everybody does that. Everybody, everybody uses the 21st founding. So yeah, 13th founding, the dark founding. And they're a successor, because every chapter has a successor of a certain one. So for instance, the Crimson Fists are a successor of the Imperial Fists. Or you'd have, for instance, the Nova Marines are a successor of the Ultramarines. Our successor is unknown. However, it is suspected they are a successor of the Dark Angel chapter. Ooh, mysterious Dark Angels. The number of members in my successor chapter would be roughly 300 left. Now, I've done this because I'm presuming that they would have had 1,000 strong when obviously all the other chapters were like 1,000 stronger than obviously, you know, they'd all split off. And it'll come to being of why they only have so many little, bit, little left of their members, as it were. Because obviously, I'm trying to try, I'm trying to say this as like somebody who hasn't doesn't know anything about space marines and chapters and 40k. Also, know that some people will be like, "Well, I already know that," and stuff so like, "Well, you know, just hang about, hang about a minute. Just you know, it might you might just come back to it and go, oh, well, I forgot about that.'" So I'm trying to explain it so somebody who's new to it, who doesn't know anything about 40k, can understand this as well. Chapters, like I said, are like regiments. They're a thousand strong normally. However. Some are more bigger because obviously they're naughty or they have some kind of writ and they can do what the hell they want. I think it's the Salamander? I can't remember. Anyway, so yeah, approximately 300 strong. Chapter Master, unknown. We don't have a Chapter Master because instead we have, and also we actually have a Inquisitor in charge of our Dark Moon Blades. And I'll tell you why in a second. Homeworld, we do not have one. It's a fleet-based one how many fleet you say it could be anywhere between one and five because again if anyone wants more information obviously i'll continue about it later on and the colors are purple and green so they're majority purple and then we've got green higher of the backpack green right knee guard and obviously green around the pauldrons so the rim of pauldrons as it were and the chapter badge i've, I've described it as a dark moon blade it's actually a half moon white and green with a stylized sword in the middle, which is white and green as well, but opposite sides. So like the yin and yang, so it's like white, then black. So it's like white, then green, and then the sword in the middle will be green on the white side and white on the green side. If that makes any sense. That is the sort of details of my homebrew chapter. And I'll give you a few minutes of their history, as it were, so you understand why they have an Inquisitor as a chapter master and why they could have between one and five space barges or space space destroyers or, you know, spaceships. See, in the 13th founding, 
Dark Moon Blade made. Never knew about it because it was Inquisition orientated. And they followed an Inquisition retinue and they just disappeared. That's it. Disappeared. Into the warp, however. So, yeah. Boom. Gone. Chapter. Full chapter. Thousand Space Marines. Poof, gone. However, over the course of, obviously, from, from the 13th round, it was around, what, I think it was 36 millennium or something like 36, 37 millennium. There have been reports of these Space Marines coming out of the warp and helping and then going back in again. And that could be one or, like, several uh, ships that come in, help, and then bug it off. And they've all been led by an Inquisitor or a Librarian. And they've also all been purple and green of different depictions, as it were. And throughout the history, I'm going to say that they've kind of like gone in and out of the warp. And I'm going to say like, give a bit of a indication, but obviously people don't know this, as it were, that obviously they've like traveled like almost like space and time, as it were, through the warp. And they've kind of like gone in the future, came back <laughs> and sort of stuff like that. And so that's why they could they could have actually have more than 300 people or they could have more than one ship because they've kind of like gone in the future, been destroyed or they've almost been destroyed. They've got one ship. They come back and they've got like three ships. And so it's kind of funny. I think that's quite good, actually. Well, I think so anyway. So yeah, they're kind of like time travelers and they've kind of gone in and out of warp and they've helped. And they have an Inquisitor because obviously the Inquisitor Reshni was obviously in charge. And it's almost like they've, the like generations of the Inquisitor has been in charge all the time. When they finally come out in sort of like the 41st, 42nd millennium, finally out of the warp for the, for the first time, obviously they've one to two ships and they're still Inquisitor in charge. And obviously there's only about 300 of them left. And they're like, oh, now we can't go back in the warp. But there's a big warp rift, damn it. And I'm going to just probably say like the warp rift, like that's the last time they can go back into the warp because they're like, oh, we can't do it now because the warp rift's big and huge and like, oh, shit, we can't do anything. That's kind of it. And obviously I'm going to say like, see, they're quite psychologically sort of, psychologically sort of inbound as it were. So they have quite a lot of psychers or librarians in there sort of in their chapter. And I'm going to say that they probably only have sort of first, the third company and probably, I'm going to probably say like either the ninth, tenth company as well, because obviously that's kind of funny because they might have a bit more, a few more scouts and a few more vanguards. That's basically my homebrew chapter, the Dark Moon Blades, suspected as a Dark Angel chapter. And yeah, they've been time travelers throughout the millennia and they've come, come and gone and helped and done stuff right. And that's about it. So we'll move now on to the quizzes with the missus with our lovely and beautiful Amber. <laughs> Hello everyone, as usual, this is just an intro to the Quizzes with the Misses, so if you want to follow along as usual, and you want to look at what we are, what Amber is looking at, and what I'm showing her, so today is Space Marines themed, so question one, we'll be looking at a land speeder, number two will be a Contemptor Dreadnought, number three would be some Catafactory Terminators, and number four would be the Masters of the Chapter. So again, if you want to follow along and, and know what we're looking at, then you can just Google those and they'll come up for you. Okay, thank you. And we'll move on to the quiz. Okay, so last part of this podcast in episode seven, we have our wonderful and beautiful Amber with us. Hello, Amber. Hello. <laughs> You're happy, aren't you? Very happy. <laughs> so this week theme is all about the marines of the space the space marines yay <laughs> you don't like space marines not do you uh, no not really i mean i don't hate them and there are some that i do quite like i just get a bit bored with them that's all yeah they are a bit boring because they're always the poster boys and they're always yeah like... exactly and you know that i you know i i get all hesitant about that already so 
Yeah, because you'd want, you know, you want more of your Xenos players to mm. be more loved. Yeah, you would. And I, I mean, I was, I was in the same boat with Orcs, and they did get a bit of love, love and then I went, I oh, know, I'm going to go to Death Watch instead. Yeah, and you're sisters. a traitor. I'm a traitor. I'm yeah. a bit of a traitor. Anyway, this week it's Space Marines. So I'm sure you love me talking about Space Marines anyway. Well, Death Watch. Mm-hmm. But this is not Death Watch. This is normal Space Marines. So we have four pitches. Okay. So, yep, first one there. Number one. Shall okay. we go straight into it? Straight into it. Straight into it. Yeah. So is it one, A, a grav skimmer, B, a land speeder, or C, a land raider? Mm. It doesn't look very fast. It's got heavy weapons on. It can't really speed like that. It's it? quite fast, actually. Yeah. Right. Oh. Give you a clue. There's several variants of this one. That's not a clue. No, not really. Here's <laughs> a clue. Do you want to say them again? Yeah, go on. Grab skimmer, land speeder, or land raider. Oh, you said they are fast. I was going to say land raider, but now I'm thinking land speeder. Ooh, not a skimmer. Well, I thought if there's two land ones, it's got to have to be one of them. Or it could just be a rouge. Well, it could be, but then it could be a rouge that you're trying to tell me it's a rouge, and then it's all just a massive cycle. Reverse psychology. Reverse psychology. And all that shit. A, B, or C? B. B. Ding, 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 ding. It is a land speeder. So a land speeder is basically, it's a light... It's a lightweight vehicle, which is fast and mobile. Basically, it's like a mobile gun platform, basically. Like, okay. They can move really fast. I had one my first sort of first Space Marine sort of starter box, which my parents got me. I had a land speeder in it, and then it had like tactical marines in it, and it was Scout, I think? No, against the Eldar. Pretty cool. Yeah. So I had a land speeder, pretty cool. Yeah, they're really easy to kill because they've got like no armor whatsoever. Hmm. Yeah. Lame. I know. So... Moving on to number two, that mm. bad boy. Look at him, his red eyes. I know, yeah, his red eyes. Number two, A, is it a Contemptor Dreadnought? Is it B, a Guardian Dreadnought? Or is it C, a Lathiathan Dreadnought? A what? A Lathiathan Dreadnought. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I thought you were going to mix one that I did know and then I'd be like, oh, it's not that one. Mm. Yeah, so it's a Contemptor, a Guardian, or a Lathiathan Dreadnought. All look the same. <laughs> this looks no different to the one you've got built in the other room. Yeah, it's completely different. No, it's not. It is. It's he's, got, he's got more of a body, like enough body, and he's got like more armored legs, and he's, he's got different weapons. But then I'm thinking it has to be the one that you can't pronounce, because why else would you put it in there? Leviathan. Leviathan. Dreadnought. It could be, or I could just be. That could be another flute. No, I'm going with C. You're going to go with C. Leviathan Dreadnought. I'm going to go. It's a Contemptor Dreadnought. So, of course, you can have a Relic Contemptor Dreadnoughts as well. So, obviously, they're older. So, Contemptor Dreadnoughts were sort of like the first Dreadnoughts that were made. Okay. And there's not a lot of them left in many of the chapters. Either they're they're basically in their little comatose stage where they'd just be woken up. They're actually from the Horus Heresy, so 10,000 years previously to 40k, so in 30k. Most of them have died, or most of them are just like still in their little sleep comas. So yeah, they're quite they're quite rare to see a contempted dreadnought, as it were, in a chapter, as it were. I feel like I'd fit in with that. Yeah. Just get to sleep. Just <laughs> away from the action. <laughs> Sounds pretty good to me. Sometimes you get woken up to be asked a question, yeah. you answer it and then it gets fall asleep again. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. That's ideal life is space moon. <laughs> or whatever. Okay. Anyway. Okay. Number three. We're getting through these quite quickly, aren't we? Mm. 
So I think you know what they are, don't you? Or they kind of look like the Terminators, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Three. Totally so, A, B, C. A, are they Relica Terminators? Are they B, Catafactory Terminators? Or C, are they Tactical Dreadnought Terminators? Mm, C. You sure? No. Okay, so Relica, Catafactory, or Tactical Dreadnought. Mm. C? Yeah. Okay. Do-do-do-do-do-do. They actually are Catafactory Dreadnoughts. It's the name of the armor that they're wearing. It's very, very heavy. So okay. they're quite they're quite rare to have as Terminators as well, because mm-hmm. they're from the Horus Heresy as well. But you're still seen around. But their armor that they have is, is Catafactory. And basically, it's really heavy, but it's really durable. So they go really slow, but they can endure. Cause I think they ha- and they naturally have like a 4-up save, I think, 4-up and vulnerable save. So better than a normal Terminator. And actually, I'll give you a hint that number C, Tactical Dreadnought Terminator, is actually Tactical Dreadnought Armor, is actually another name for Terminator Armor. Oh, okay. Just throw that in there. Oh, so, last one. Number four, can you bring it back? Okay, mm-hmm. so this is a squad. So it's not just single models, it's, it's a squad. But they are, they can be single models, they can be single character models as well. So it might help you out, as it were. They all look exactly the same. <laughs> all their faces are the same, just like different expression or some scratches on. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Hey, they're all brothers. Oh, they are technically. They all are. Hey. Okay, fair enough. But quiet. So, number four. Are they the masters of the chapter? Are they a command company? Or are they C, masters of the Imperium? C. C? Yeah. You sure? No. Masters of the Imperium? No, I know you have no idea, but I'm just, just asking if you want yeah, to change I know, I know. Final answer C. Yeah. Oh, and the verdict says, fortunately they're not. Mm. They actually are A, Masters of the Chapter. So these are normally Chapter Masters or high-ranking captains who are put into a group together and for their sort of expertise in certain things. And obviously then obviously they're formed as the Masters of the Chapter, as it were. And then obviously each one normally has a specific role or specific title. And so they like, for instance, like it could be like a master of, I think it's like master of recruitment or master of something else. And they all they all have different sort of styles and how they fight or how, or they give you know strategy. So obviously being all together is quite a good thing because obviously then they can all make a strategy for like one particular enemy they have to fight as it were. Mm-hmm. One out of four. Not really a space marine fan, are you? No, it's fine. It's just a go. At least you know now. At least you learn. Yep, I will totally remember this. Yep, totally, <clears throat> totally, totally. How do you feel? You okay? Yeah. Yeah, just like space marines, don't you? No. Yeah, a bit boring space marines, aren't they? Uh, yeah, they are a bit. Sorry. No, that's fine. I apologise. Space marines. Space and space marines. It'd be funny if you get to, like, the, you know, more Xenos. Like, certainly when, like, the Harlequins come out, as it were. Find it pretty cool to do Harlequins again. Obviously, then you know the Harlequins, don't you? No. You do. I don't know anything, to be honest. You do. You know stuff. Anyway, thank you very much for doing the quiz with me, as usual. You are welcome. And remember to, for, for the outro, remember... Any questions at all or feedback, as you said last time, feedback, questions, or anything you want to see, go to my new spanky new email. Me, myself, and 40k, all one word, but 40k being 40 then k. So me, myself, and 40k at gmail.com. Anything, just don't send anything weird. Well, you know that people are going to send you weird stuff. I know. And I'll just send it back to them. I'll just, I'll just send them a, a, a smiley face and a pew, 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 a pew, a pew, a pew emoji. A pew emoji. A pew emoji. Okay. Thank you very much. Thanks to Amber. And this is episode seven done. Bye-bye. Bye.